0: there hello there
1: hello there very sad evening tonight in the arkin brothers talk
0: about movies uh adam got scared and he couldn't, got, and it, couldn't come to play because he was. He watched
1: the movie and it was it was too much for him
0: it's a lot to take in for, it a, is a, lot. for a sensitive person
1: it is um i struggled uh many times did you yeah. Um, but you know what? You're gonna have to hold down the fort. Actually, you're not gonna have to hold down the fort. I was gonna tell you you were gonna hold down the have to hold down the fort for a minute mm-hmm. for me to go ask mom to shut her door because I'm also hearing the show about okay. about five seconds behind us, and it's really distracting. Oh yeah, it's not coming out of my monitor, so I think but I think. Because I'm talking about it, she's going to hear me
0: talking about it, and I'll bet she'll go shut the door. She might. She might. If she's paying attention to the show. If she's
1: paying attention. Maybe she just has it playing in the background. Some not. people
0: just have stuff on, and they don't really... They don't really pay any attention. T- really
1: why, really why would she pay any attention to us?
0: heard it? us talk about this stuff for years. For years. I'm I'm sure if sure. I was her, I'd be sick of it. Wonderful now. show. Wonderful show, kids. Yeah, this sure, was, was great. This was the was best one.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Well now, now she's getting even closer with it. She's right up <laughs> 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 Okay, thanks mom.
0: Have a have a have a wonderful time. I hope you enjoy the show, mom. <laughs> Well, Happy Halloween, everybody! Happy
1: Halloween! It's the it's... Halloween
0: time of year. Yes. it's just a few days away. The uh, big
1: scary part of Halloween is actually happening a few days after Halloween.
0: Yeah, it's the Halloween season. It's going to go into the beginning of November. Yeah, uh, I Absolutely. love. I'm a big fan of of Halloween and horror movies and spooky stuff. How about you, Matthew? I I love scary movies.
1: I adore scary movies. Um, and uh, I like all kinds. I like the suspense scary movies. You know, things like Legend of Hill House, the, that recent show that was very slow and suspenseful. Yeah. And I like the boo scary movies. Okay. That, you know, I like, I like being
0: scared. Interesting. So you like horror movies, thrillers, Hitchcock kind of stuff, any of that's fair game for you. You'll go, you'll go check can
1: go see anything that anything that will make the girl sitting next to me, grab my arm and, and want, want me to make her feel safe. Well, it usually uh, doesn't work because I often run screaming from the theater in terror, but.
0: And look, uh, looking for uh, women to protect you from what the heck. Yeah, so maybe that's what I do. Um. Well, I, as you know, I'm also a fan of uh, the scary and, the, right. and the horror. I'm a big fan of horror movies. And you've seen tonight's movie 72 times? I've seen it a lot. You know, I mean, this is an interest. This is probably the first time that there's a movie that we're picking a film to talk about that, that I actually adore, you know, that I have that, that I like. So I, I love so much that I don't know how objective I am about it because I've loved it since 1981 when it came out and I right. was, you know, a little kid and I, it hit me. It was just absolutely. I was a prime target for this movie when it came out and yeah. I and I still do really love it. Uh, there's, there's things about it that I know are, are, um, you know, uh, it's a B movie. I mean, but literally like a B movie. So yeah. there are things about it that, are kind of campy, and there's things about it that are campy, not on purpose. And there's things about it that are campy on purpose.
1: There are things about it where it's so consciously a B movie. Yes, absolutely. And they
0: are enjoying it being a B movie. But to me, the most important part about that, being a, such a real fan of of the genre, like you liked, I like this stuff, like you like detective stuff. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, and uh, and it's that they didn't they didn't do any of the b movie stuff ironically. Yeah, Joe Dante who loved who directed this movie and who was a huge fan of horror as from a child as i as i was. Um loves this stuff without being satirical about it or ironic or flip about it. He 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 loves it truly. So and and so do the uh, other people that were involved. Um you know, uh, particularly John Sayles who wrote the screenplay and you know there's i I guess we should set it up what i mean so there are people who might be listening and don't know the movie what it is so we should just give it up like a little encapsulation do you want before we do
1: before we do you were talking about how much you love this movie yeah and i don't know if people watching know, but we pick the movies and then we don't talk about them beforehand Right. Uh we we don't talk to each other liked it, didn't like it, whatever. We just pick the movie and say go. Um so you love it and you you have put that right out there on the line. Yeah. And you don't know how I feel about it. Were no. you at all nervous? Yes, I'm nervous now. You're I'm nervous less now. nervous.
0: I'm not, I'm less nervous that there's not two of you that I'm I'm worried about ganging up on ganging me. up on you and saying what what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, but you know, uh, um. I'm I've got a lot of fight in me on this one. So yeah. I'm, Okay, I'm, well, are
1: you ready to
0: hear? I would love to know what you think. I adored this movie. Yes. I had, I had so much yes. fun watching it. Oh, I'm so happy. And
1: and what was interesting was I had a talk with mom about even the stuff in it that, that you that you might say that we've watched other movies, and I've said, well, that was just bad. Yeah. This movie has stuff that you could maybe say that about but I loved it in this movie. Yeah. And, and for me, yeah. the reason all of that stuff works is because
0: th-
1: it has no pretensions to be anything other than exactly what it
0: is. Right.
1: Which is, which it's, is all I ask.
0: Yeah. Even when it's doing things that are really slyly brilliant filmmaking thing, like Joe Dante, this was his, his second movie that he directed. Really? Um, he directed Piranha before this that was also written by john sales and there was and, no no fur in that one no that was very, bikinis and scales that's all they had in that movie um but so okay i'm really glad that you got something out of this movie because this <laughs> is this is a this is a thing from my childhood that I, I dearly loved now this film uh came out in 1981 as we mentioned directed by joe dante written by john sales it stars d wallace um and uh, Dennis Dugan, who were who are the couple in the film. And um, is it Dennis Dugan? No, not Dennis Dugan, Christopher Stone.
1: Christopher Stone. Christopher Stone. And they were
0: actually engaged during the course of this film and later became and married. And then later became married and she became D Wallace Stone. For D Wallace Stone, movies. exactly. Um, Belinda Belaski, uh, also in Piranha, is in this movie. Joe Dante was very, uh, uh, you know, he apparently cast the same people a lot. Uh, over and over again. And then you have John Carradine and Slynn Pickens. I actually put a little thing together, a little vignette of all some of the cameos that you can see in this. Film. Oh yeah, amazing. Yeah. Do we need to watch um, that? Well, why don't we? I mean, it gives you it gives you a flavor of of what this movie is. Yeah. Let me see. That's called um, it's called uh, Howling. No, did I send you? No, I didn't get a chance to do that. Oh, It's not one of the ones I sent. Stupidly. Oh. Well, then I'm not gonna play it. Don't play the one I didn't send you.
1: Do you have it? If you send it to me while we're talking, I can upload it.
0: I may. I may. Hold on one second. Can you still see me? I'm afraid I can. You can. Okay. Yeah, so what I can do right now, I'm on premiere as we speak. Yeah. And I'm going uh, to see if I can render this out. If you can still see me. I can still see you. We're in good shape. Um, Folks,
1: for those of you... Watching, don't try this at home.
0: No, try i have
1: to render and export and,
0: and be, be on stream and clip and be on stream yard at the same time. It's, it's not advisable, you could, you could hurt yourself. I'm a professional, yeah. So, uh, I try to get away with this, okay? So, that's you were talking
1: about the cat, you were talking about the people in the cast. Um, there's somebody I want to give a little. I mean, we're gonna have to talk about John Sales and his performance at some point,
0: yeah. But um, Kenneth Toby, well, dude, that's what I'm saying. He's I'm gonna you're gonna see him in this clip. I'm uploading it to the drive right now in a couple minutes or in about a thirty. Tiny, tiny little part.
1: The mm-hmm. dude on he went to college with Gregory Peck, Eli Wallach, and Tony Randall were his yeah. classmates.
0: Oh wow! Where did you find that piece of trivia? That's amazing.
1: On on his IMDb page, which has two hundred and twenty three credits.
0: Yeah, incredible. It's um, nuts. He also, you know, he appears, I think, in a bunch of um, Joe Dante movies. Joe Dante is interesting because he, you know, started out um, as a as a Roger Corman, uh, you know acolyte like he followed he 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 loved Roger Corman's movies and then Corman hired him to be an editor and learn the ropes you know right and they made um, one comedy called Sunset Boulevard I think it was or not Sunset Boulevard but like Hollywood Boulevard or something right. uh, him and his buddies on a shoestring and uh, it did so well that he that Corman like kind of launched his whole his whole career Spielberg then kind of found him and stuff, but he always owed a lot to Roger Corman, who, if you don't know anybody out there was, was like trauma films before trauma ever was around. He was the original, um, uh, kind of grindhouse, uh, B B-hor- horror and B slot movie maker who made independent, very cheap movies in a couple of days and got them together really fast. And so many people studied under him: Joe Dante, Ron Howard, Scorsese, uh, Coppola. I mean, lots of really, really interesting people came out of that production company. That's and great. Joe Dante, this was only his second movie. That's great. But he loved these people so. Kenneth Toby, who was in The Thing, and a lot of other famous sci-fi movies from the '50s, shows up. As does you know, uh, a lot of the classics. Dick Miller from Little Shop of, Not, yeah, from Little Shop of Horrors and a lot of other stuff like um, Bucket of Blood. Right. John Carradine, Kevin McCarthy. John Carradine. Me. I mean, is so beyond. It's fantastic. It's so fantastic. It's great. And because it's got that love, you know, it's not ironic. It's not being, um, you know, capitalizing on stuff right. to make fun of any of it.
1: Well, I have a lot to talk about on this movie. Uh, you know, my, my list of random crap that, that popped out at me, which we'll get to. Okay. Um, but, but we have a, a very special guest. We are truly honored. Who, who I think really uh, gives the standout uh, performance in the movie. And I think is actually some of the, the, the very best makeup in the whole movie is, is his makeup. Um, so uh,
0: should I bring on our guest? Do, do you want to show a little teaser before? Let's, show, watch the teaser. Yeah. No,
1: let's show the teaser of, of our, our friend
0: labeled Murtaugh.
1: Yeah. And actually, before even we look at the teaser, a great guy. I mean, I've known this yes. guy for 25
0: years. I've yeah. sat
1: in countless waiting rooms with him. We all That's know I, him. Yeah. Uh, and just and not doctors' waiting room. I was going to
0: say we're fine. Yeah. The health is okay. Yeah, yeah. When, not that kind of rooms work. at voiceover and, yeah, and acting, acting acting films, things, not mental know. health facilities yeah. or any of that. Not, not, not the public health
1: no. office for testing. No. All right. So here he is, our friend James Murtaugh.
2: Oh, hi, Jerry Warren, Softwares. Ah, hi, uh, Bill Neal, hardware. Hardware. He doesn't get it, Bill. I own a couple of health club barbells, hardware. my <laughs> wife, Karen. Hi. Hi, nice to meet you. You me too. I'm in. Uh, no, I try to stay away from me. Maybe later. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.
1: Boy, and here he is, the man himself. And this will give you an idea of how incredible the makeup is in this movie. Because <laughs> look at this. I mean, that's yeah. just,
0: what they were, this, able, to, they were able to make you look normal. Is what they had to work
2: yeah, for. I, did look. I was very surprised that they cast me in this movie. I, I didn't think I was right for it at all. <laughs> but I, I walked in and the first thing they said was, you're our guy. And I said, wow, <laughs> that's, that's never happened. What kind of movie is this? And they said, well, maybe they a- thought
1: it would be easier to make you look normal than it would be to put uh, scary makeup on a normal person.
2: I think you're right. It's like aging. You know, do you age the person to hire an older person or hire a younger person and age them? Yeah. In my case, in my case, you're right. I think they they, they needed to uh, make me look normal, and uh, and that's why I, that's why. I look <laughs> this is why right. you, you've
0: this is this yeah, answers ooh. why you've done so much voiceover work. Also. yeah, that
2: explains that explains it all. <laughs> I didn't want to see my face. That scene you showed, um, there was a director's cut, and the director got on. Um, Joe Dante he said you know Murtaugh he uh, was doing these A1 steak sauce commercials for steak he said. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I looked and there he is with this big roast over the spigot and he's going like a commercial for A1 steak sauce I didn't know he was doing that commercial he said I would have uh, I, I always tried to tone that down he actually said that but uh, the commercial came out after the film was made I think he was concerned when the movie came out. Well, came I think you got commercial because, because of the, the film. With a big spigot of beef in front of him. But,
1: but I think that's that. why you got the A1 thing, because the whole scene, it's all just like normal acting in a normal scene, and then all of a sudden
0: you say, Rhyme Rib? <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, right, exactly. Hey, I love the way he said that. God, that, that,
0: that's, that story is actually on the director's commentary of the DVD, Joe Dante oh, that, tells yeah. that story yeah.
2: yeah you're absolutely right I was shocked when I heard it and I saw that it, it, the commercial came out after the movie was made and he went oh my god what the fuck geez that's the one guy, the guy they put him in there as a, this whole movie's kind of a joke anyway he's got all these references to different horror movies in there and and, and gags and some of the lines. And there's some great
1: product placement in the movie, too. Yeah, if
2: I had been if I a one steak sauce over the over the over the roasted cow, it would have been, <laughs> would have been perfect, perfect. Yeah. But that is in the director's gut. Yeah,
0: I know you um, had uh, you done a lot of television before this. Was this your first feature film or had you been in features before this?
2: I had been in a few before that. Yeah, I did. I did all the president's men. That was my first film. And uh, I remember I got a call from Milwaukee where I was from. One of the one of the disc jockeys called up to a call-in show. And it was about 7 o'clock in the morning. And the movie had been out. I played the librarian in the Library of Congress. Hey, Jim, here we are, WNBC here at uh, Milwaukee. We have Jim Murtaugh on the line. Uh, Jim, hi. Hi, Jim Murtaugh was in All the President's Men, that classic. Uh, Jim, how was it doing that bit part? Excuse me? The bit part, how'd you like doing that? Well, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was fine. But I, I, didn't think of it as a, as a bit part. I mean, it was one line. You know, it's, I, I, I was kind of shocked that he would call, you know, call my, <laughs> my, my first movie role in Washington D.C. in the Library of Congress a bit part. But that's, you know, how they looked at it in Milwaukee, I guess.
1: Well, when so, you I was, said I did all the, rude pre- awakening, yeah. it was
2: a bit part, but it was still memorable in my eyes. Mm-hmm.
1: When you said I did all the president's men, I thought that was the name of the movie. And <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was a Stormy Daniels movie. I did all the president's <laughs>
2: Men. Right. I did all the president's <laughs> men. All the, all the president's <laughs> hours. I, I did them all. <laughs> you know, I had a nice part, and he came out. And he said, "How would how you like doing that bit part? So how, how would you?" Mean?
0: that is kind of rude. That's not rude.
2: I thought it was very rude. Seven o'clock in the morning, I'm expecting to have this nice interview and building me up. Anyway, that wasn't my first movie, but it was my first horror movie. I think every actor wants to do either a Western or a horror movie. And when I went in to read for it, I read and I got it. And and I don't remember things. I don't really remember the audition that well. I think they were just looking for people that looked very average, um, very uh, unlike uh, Lickenfile, is that what they call them? Uh, a werewolf or like throat uh, Lickanthrope. Lick yes um, somebody who was just the guy next door uh, someone you least suspect to turn into a werewolf and uh, right so me and me and Mar- Margie Impert remember Margie Impert she used to do commercials yeah back in the 70s and 80s she played my wife in the movie and uh, we were just the average couple and I think then I walked in and I looked like the average guy and they hired me and we shot it up in Northern California up in the Redwoods. I was going really to ask. yeah, was <laughs> there really any studio work, uh, or was yeah. it all up there? It was, all of my stuff was on location. Uh, some was up there, some was on a beach in Malibu. Uh-huh. And uh, the shack that burns down, I think, it was right outside Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Uh, but we were up, up north for a few days, up near Fort Bragg, in that area up there. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Um, That's kind really of an crazy. idea. An i mm-hmm. an ideal
0: dream like uh, job, you know, for an actor well, to get it to get to go away to some place really, really interesting was. and beautiful and hang out with everybody yeah. for a while and make a movie.
2: Yeah, it was. I went up with my wife and uh, we drove up along the coast and we up there for a few days. We got babysitters for the kids. They were just babies at the time. We we were, we were talking about it the other day. I can't believe we left our our two year old and a three month old with. People we barely knew. <laughs> well, one didn't speak English, and the other one we had someone recommended her to us. The kids came back and didn't want to go near us. I remember that. <laughs> um, but we were gone for about a week, and we just had a great time. Wow! We really did. Picking you in, were just gone
0: for solo. you. It was just a week up there.
2: Yeah, that was it. Yeah, they, they, it was a very low-budget movie. I mean, they really sure. Were in a hurry.
0: Yeah,
2: I hear didn't the budget
0: was. Hmm?
2: I think I heard the budget was a budget. million
0: million yeah, one
2: I heard, I heard yeah and I heard they made twelve million on it that's what I heard i I uh, it it did really it, it did well it did really well it was quite a re- it was it was it was um such a low budget movie I mean we were working late hours and they had to get the shots in there wasn't much direction by him he just got up there and you knew your lines and you and you did it um uh John Carradine, he, had, he didn't, John Carradine didn't even know what the movie was. He had no idea what he was doing. One of the actors came in and said, well, y'all set? And he says, what is this movie anyway? He says, oh, it's a horror movie. A oh, what? A horror movie? He says, you're playing a werewolf. A oh, what? Yeah. He said, you didn't know you were playing a werewolf? No, I don't read these low-budget scripts. He said, I just go out there and say the lines and go back. Said, I couldn't believe it. He had no idea what the movie was about. He didn't know what role he was playing. I'm I'm a what he says, you're a werewolf. And then he went out and did his line <laughs> and you know, he threw himself into the fire. I can't take it anymore. I can't Oh
0: take that it. scene is fantastic.
2: Oh God. That's a, that's a great it's, scene. I mean to be working to be working with these these classic actors. My God. I mean they. they mean, well,
0: that was my next question. So you were up there. You were up there with, uh, you know, Slim Pickens, and yeah. I'm assuming you got to hang out with Patrick Mcnee. And I guess maybe Kevin McCarthy wasn't there for the for no, the big no, surf. No, wasn't there. But
2: Slim Pickens. There was we had a scene in the hot tub that was in the director's cut that was uh, that was cut, unfortunately. Uh, and there was um, where Slim Pickens. I'd love to get that. Slim Pickens. You John and Karen some and things myself. in the hot
1: tub. You and, and some <laughs> things in the hot tub. I'm so sorry I missed that
0: scene. People, oh this is God. something that can happen that we can <laughs> get on Blu-ray. So let's get on this.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the last thing I ever expected is to be working with with actors uh, like that, uh, that stature, you know.
0: Yeah. Like cinema yeah.
2: I mean, it was really a, a thrill. I mean, John Carradine, Grapes of Wrath. and uh, He played Dracula, I think, too, didn't he, at one time?
0: He did. He he played uh, Dracula, or at least yeah. vampires. I don't know if it was Dracula yeah.
2: himself. And Slim Dickens, Slim uh, Dr. Strangelove. I mean, oh, he's just yeah. great, great, great people. Kenneth uh, Toby,
0: who we were talking about earlier from The Thing and other great 50s sci-fi films.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Who and plays you know, the cop in the beginning. You mentioned, you mentioned Roger Corman. He was in the movie. Yeah. Uh, he has a scene, have a scene where, because he's known for very cheap, low-budget movies. And, uh, and Dante was always putting these gags in there when she was in the phone booth waiting to hear from from uh, uh, Bob Picardo, the killer. She was going to meet up with him in that sleazy uh, phone booth, you know, Yeah, in the, uh, right. in the booth. And uh, so there's a guy waiting outside the phone booth, and that was Roger Corman. And he goes oh, in yeah. after she mm-hmm. talks, he checks, he checks to, to see if the, 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 the coin refund box. It That's so
1: funny it. because I I wondered why they gave that guy so much attention when it's got nothing to do with the plot.
0: Two things: it's it's, a, a, it's a, a Rosemary's Baby reference, that shot, and they're recreating a moment from Rosemary's Baby. And in that, in Rosemary's Baby, it's William Castle who's standing outside the the phone That's booth, correct. And That's in correct. this version, it's it's Joe, it's uh, Roger Corman and, and out show. of respect you know he lo- loves corman and I, I did did corman i can't remember now did corman have something to do with this film uh the howling he did not
2: no 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 distributed or no, no, anything yeah no he had, wow. had to do with the film they just wanted to show how cheap he was by so he would he checked the coin slot the coin returned in the phone booth that's great back. it was an inside joke and they were debating whether to cut it because like you said, uh, Matthew, nobody would get it, but they left it in anyway. That's great. Well, that's he, had somebody else, he had somebody else in the movie that was fairly really well known. Um, I only came away with one classic line in that movie. You probably know what it is.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. You remember? I wrote it down.
2: It's not as classic as Here's Looking at You, Kid, or We'll no, always have Berlin.
1: <laughs> Silver Bullet to My Ass is one of my right.
2: favorite. Moments. That's right. I, I wrote I that. Yeah. yeah. I went back to New York after the movie, and uh, I forgot about it. The movie's out. I didn't think much of it. Nobody's going to remember me. And then some guy in a truck goes by, rolls down the window, and yells out, silver bullets, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. I made it. This is great. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an actor. I'm a real actor.
1: <laughs> I said, you know Jim Murtaugh, the silver bullets, my ass guy.
2: Right. Exactly. That's all you got to say. And they, yeah. they instantly know who I am yeah the hardest part of the movie was wearing the contact lenses which I didn't well they made a they made a mold of everybody's face you know a life mask right um and <clears throat> we went over to Rob Botine's place to do it it was actually in his house in the valley and um one guy put the mask on this big hulking football player type guy and he freaked out He started running towards the towards the deck and was going to fall over. They had to grab him before he fell over the edge of the deck. He couldn't take it. And I said, I can do this. They put it on me and they put two straws in your nose and they mold it to your face and they leave it on for about 20 minutes and you can't talk. And I said, this is okay. I'm doing good. I'm pretty good. I'm better than that guy. And then they started to take it. They pulled the straws out. They started to take it out and it got stuck in my face and it covered up my nostrils. and I couldn't breathe. Oh, Oh, man. I said, take it off, take it off, just take it off, take it goddamn motherfucker thing off my face for a bit. So they, they had a ripple off. Oh so I didn't have a I didn't have a life mask. But so when we got to the big scene in the barn, we had we were supposed to wear these Coke bottle lenses. They were from the 40s, these contact lenses. So we, our eyes were the green. And um, the the ophthalmologist kept saying you can't have men for more than 10 minutes. That's it. No more, no more. So we got to the big scene, and Margie Emperor to play my wife, and Noble Winningham and one other actor had their scene first. And they walked, and they were in there for a long time. And they came out, and I said, where are they? I'd like to see how it went with the contact lenses. Uh, now, they're, they're back in the trailer. You can't talk to them now. I, said, I want to talk to them. I said, I'm not going to go out there and put these things on unless I talk to them and see how it went. I said, OK. So they took me over to the uh, trailer, and they were all <laughs> sitting there on the couch with slabs of meat on their face, on their eyes. I said, "How'd it go, guys?" Oh, it's burning! It's just burning! It's awful! Just terrible! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I said, "I'm not going to wear these contact lenses," and they weren't too happy about that. I said, "There's no way am I going to put those in my eyes." I said, "Just shine a light. I riled my eyes up like this." And I had D. Wallace in my hands and the gun, and and uh, Dennis Dugan was there. Said, so, "You know," and I just rolled the eyes. Caught, the light caught my eyes, and it was great. And they had the teeth, and it was perfect. Wow. I said, stand back, I have silver bullets, and I said, silver bullets, my ass, and they changed the sound, so it came out like a growl, silver yeah. bullets, my ass, you know. Um,
1: I've got, you, you sent me some there. nice photos that I can share here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's see those. Uh, we'll start with, uh, hold on, I want to make sure I'm starting with the right one. I want to start, here we go with uh this is a, a particular picture that i call um i call this uh handsome handsome james
2: oh, which one is look at that oh yeah that you're right that is the handsome picture that's a great shot
1: that's the handsome guy look that, at that, that is definitely, ready for the that barbecue
2: definitely, definitely the handsome jim Murtaugh. Yeah. i love the light coming up boy that's great oh that's a classic shot isn't it look at those iconic wow actors. Noble Wenningham is wow. on the left. He passed away. And there's uh, Slim and John and, and me in there.
1: And, uh, and Freddie Mercury. I didn't and
0: know.
1: Freddie Freddie Mercury.
2: Mercury. Yeah. He
0: did the theme song as well, which they changed at the last minute. That's crazy. And then we have. Uh... That's a trucker hat. That is a classic 80s trucker hat, too.
2: Yeah. yeah and I still had those glasses, too, and I just broke them a short while ago oh aviator really cool glasses i look cool i really look i look kind of tough in that picture don't i you do rugged
0: you look very threatening very
2: Very threatening yeah
0: were you uh
2: oh this is great that's d D, wallace's yeah yeah that's that's d there that was the shot silver
1: bullets my ass
2: and there's one where i roll my eyes you can see it's just a light but no context they were they Smart. couldn't do much because yeah. they were yeah. Yeah.
0: you know yeah. that's that's plenty scary. It's plenty scary. That's scary I mean,
2: that's scary. Uh, it doesn't have to
0: be any scarier than that. No this is why Adam that, couldn't show him. up. This, this is, is why Adam couldn't be here. This looks like you this well, is
1: you doing your Jeff Daniels impression.
2: In this. that's my Jeff Daniels impression, uh, my Dick yeah. Cavett impression, I think, as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that scene in the barn there, when I first walked in all up on the balcony were naked women, naked from the waist up. I, I said, oh, my God, where the heck did this? How did this happen? I mean, they're up there dancing and D. Wallace said, no way, no way. Those guys huh. are coming out. of." she went to the director, said, you got to get rid of them. She said she was very. Uh, sort of religious at the time. You know, uh-huh. yeah. so she she did not want them in there. And they said oh, Hence- gonna, they have to be. in. There. She had it in her contract. It. There was X. Of, she knew how much nudity was going to be in the show. And she said that's and I signed the contract. And you guys put in the contract how much nudity would be in this show. And that's what I agreed to. And no more. So they called uh, Dan Blatt, the director. I mean, the producer, he was home in bed. He came over at about one o'clock in the morning and he looked up there. and I said, get him out of there. No more. And he pulled him. Wow, she was right. She didn't want to be on the set when her husband was making love to the werewolf. Remember that scene in the woods? Sure do. Yeah, said, well, yes. yeah. I forgot. I saw, all I saw that movie when I was like eleven. So oh, yeah, I did. don't
0: remember. I don't remember that scene. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's the one scene you really remember. You sure get that? Scene. Yeah. Oh my! God. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I thought of the screen, I had no idea how it was going to be, and I went, "Oh my God!" People have asked me, "Did you know it was going to be a hit?" And you don't until you see it and see the special effects and see what they yeah. did. Like the faces, the snout of John, uh, Ed, Bob Picardo, who played Eddie, Eddie Quista. Was, and um, yeah. that scene in The Office where he made yeah. up that line. I was, what, what, he says, I, want, I came in, I want to did give you a piece of my mind.
0: That's
2: an improv. Uh, I,
0: I read he, that, yeah.
2: Yeah, I read the improv that. And uh, the, the face was done later. The guy who did all the special effects, Rob Botin Rick Baker was supposed to do these special effects, but he Landis wanted him to, to do Werewolf in London. So his assistant took over was this 19-year-old kid, Rob Boutin, who was terrific, but he, you know, he was new and he never finished anything on time. So everything was done, a lot of it was done in post-production. And that wow. scene with Bob Picardo, that face, they had his they had his head because they did the life mask, and they had people blowing into tubes, into bladders underneath his skin. And that's why it would pop out like that, you know, in the face. Yeah, the snout, the snout came out. I mean, that guy, he did a thing. The tongue would come all the way out about five inches. He was going to give me one. and he never got around to getting it. I wanted to have it for Thanksgiving, just sit <laughs> there with the family and slowly watch my tongue come out towards the food. Robert
0: Boutin is a remarkable guy. And the fact that he did this film and then the next year did The Thing, which is Oh, that's right. Probably the tops of any I think uh, practical special effects of that kind ever done in a movie. Between this and that, I, I think you know it really hasn't gotten it hasn't improved any in terms of you know uh, even supplemental CGI hasn't made it any better than these films for my I,
2: money. I absolutely agree. There's absolutely agree. There's no way. And I think they were both up for the academy for the Academy Award, and *Werewolf in London* won. Wanted for uh, makeup yeah and they said they made that a permanent award after that because, because that's they, they right really they saw what those guys could do
0: that's right
2: yeah
0: um yeah and it's interesting you see the different styles come in and out because that bladder work you know the inflatable stuff was popular for a little while and then they come up with yeah. new things then they new materials were developed that they could stretch yeah. in different right. ways and pneumatics and um right. but i different. i actually I actually it was really never done loved... in, it.
2: was never done in one shot before, right? Right, right. Yeah, that was that was what was so unique about. Yeah, it. It was just yeah. One, one, one shot, no cutaways, and the face just all came out and yeah, extraordinary. Right in front of, Yeah. Um, so maybe,
0: I I find I actually I gave Matthew some clips, some little. Did we show the monsters shots yet? We didn't show the monster shots because we're talking it just to give people an idea of what this stuff looks like. One of these faces is one of the most terrifying. Things I you could see in a movie. I mean, that, the the photographs, the photos. Yeah, yeah Um, that from the Holly. To, Um Yes, yeah. This is great werewolf design in general. I mean, they look fantastic, they and are the trans the transformations are amazing. But the but the full werewolves themselves are also really fantastic. You know, um,
2: yeah. There were the werewolves are half man and half wolf, and they're standing on two feet. <sighs>
0: This is an example of one of the more frightening images. Like this, when he starts to transform, and this like, starts happening to his face. Uh, I, when I was a kid, share. this this was just you know, no one had mm-hmm. done anything like this. Right. Nothing like this
2: had nope. been done. It Amazing. was just look at astounding. um astounding. Um incredible, um, incredible, and uh, I mean, a real artwork, a real artist, no question about it. A real artist. Yeah. Amazing now
0: you say Amazing he was work. he was late with a lot of stuff. Was he? He must have been super overwhelmed with work. Uh, I would think. A 19, um, he was
2: nineteen years old. Nineteen year old kid doing this. Can
0: wow. you imagine? Yeah.
2: I mean, that's a lot a of responsibility. Constraints budget, budget constraints and time constraints. Um, were Jim? Uh, Jim, were, do you prefer it's Jim or James? It, he's good. And I think Landon, I think Baker may have helped a little bit, you know, for advice and stuff. But but Rob Botine did it all. Nicest guy you'd ever want to meet. Wow.
0: And really so interesting he's, that also he's his still out there his doing
2: stuff. Like, or he's retired, maybe I don't know. Probably. It's,
0: it's so interesting that even that his that the person you know, he learned so. from went on to be. Did you mention a, a one of the competitor. actors, that
2: the guy in the shop, who had done a lot of movies with? <laughs> uh was that the one who played the porno shop operator? I mean the occult shop operator. What was his name? Oh yeah, uh, uh, Dick Miller.
0: I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. I can't. We. I can hear you fine. You're coming in. I can hear.
1: I can hear you, Tony. Nobody
2: can see in here, but I can't hear you guys. Can
0: Can you? you, Can you hear
1: me, Jim? Oh,
2: drat! I can't Um, can't hear you.
0: Maybe we write him a note.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna write him a note and tell him to leave and come
0: back. One second, Jim. One minute. Private chat. Uh, maybe. He, uh, hope. Hopefully, he'll see it. Technical difficulties at the in at, at this time are not. Uh, we were right in the meat of this. This yeah. is. Can you hear me now? Can hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? You oh, yeah. I, no. Oh.
2: Can you hear us now? You can hear Jim? Me? I can't hear you. I You're fine. You at all? Uh, I'm
0: telling you to leave and come back. Well. One second. One second. Or I can call him. Yeah. You can call him on oh, the there phone.
2: There we go. I can hear
0: you. Oh, now I can you can hear, hear you now. Oh, uh, Okay. okay. What happened? these things happen I don't know it, 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 it every every time there's something that goes on um,
2: oh okay as long as it wasn't me
0: no yeah. like- all, all kinds of shenanigans but we were talking about um, how how interesting it well we were talking about Robotine and then uh, how incredible it was that his former boss the guy that taught him Rick Baker went off yeah. to make American werewolf in London and then these two had you know the 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 apprentice and the master had these two rival uh, werewolf I, movies that came out right yeah. around the same time really yeah. interesting
2: yeah yeah people try to compare them but they're two totally different storylines and types of very
0: movies. very yeah. different
2: both yeah both brilliantly done yeah i'm a fan realize. of both
0: i really am but you're over what? the years a i'm a fan of both, both. Of both over the years yeah. i've kind of come to love um the howling much more because mm-hmm. of because yeah. of its heart it's got it's got it's got a lot of heart it, there's there's no flippancy about it there's no for all the for for all the nostalgia it doesn't have any irony in it it's mm-hmm. it seems to be truly in love with werewolves in a way that uh yeah. it wins yeah. me over yeah yeah,
2: yeah. I agree. I agree. I think you really kind of care. You care for these people. You care for Dee Wallace's character. Oh, my
0: God. Is she good in this movie?
2: She's really good. I mean, really good. Her her emotions are right there on the edge. And she's just one of those people that are like that. When she was walking through that sleazy part of Los Angeles down by the uh, porno shops, she was she wasn't acting. She just she was really turned off by it. They said she, that's just the way she is. She's a very high strung, very emotional actress. Everything's right there on the surface. and It comes out.
0: And it, actually. yeah, it comes out so beautifully. I mean, it's it's it seems to be under her control somehow. It doesn't seem to be out of control, but she reminds me like the hysteria level she has to hit in this movie. It's almost like Shelley yes. Duvall in The Shining level of kind of of you know mania and hysteria that she has to hit, and she does it so yeah. believably. It's one of the things that that sells this movie so well is her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the commitment to how frightened she, this poor woman is
2: oh absolutely absolutely she did not want to be on the set when her husband or her fiance was making love to uh, it seemed like it, in
0: uh, the interview that it
2: really bothered her yeah it did she did not want to be there at all and he was there out there freezing his ass off but two of them was getting cold <laughs> they were in trouble with the, some of the, the lighting right the two of them were freezing and uh, he came back around three in the morning and and he said she was. She was. She. I just. She said I just went out and got drunk. She said I didn't want to hear about it. Know about it. He came back and he was fine. He was like, okay, I'm fine. Let's let's go to bed. And then later on in her career, she got a role where she had to do a love scene with somebody, and he freaked out. <laughs> he, he didn't oh, wow. want her to do it. Yeah, she said. She said it was it's, the opposite of me. I just said, go ahead and do it. i just gonna, I just don't want to see it. You know.
0: It's not the best part of being of uh, being married to or going with an actor. Or an actress. No, it's it really not is not the best
2: part. Yeah, I would think, I would, I would think so too. I mean, you knowing your wife is going off to do this very erotic scene with somebody else. No, nah, uh, I don't. He, it's, just, it's, he couldn't. Have, she had this chance to do it, and then at the end lot. she turns into a werewolf herself. That scene was really something.
1: She doesn't you know,
0: turn into a werewolf. One she, second. Well, it's kind of a
2: someone is. Dog or
0: someone's saying uh, happy birthday to you. Kevin Scullin is typing in "Happy Birthday Jim." Is oh, it your yes, birthday today? Right.
2: Today is my birthday. Yes. You're
0: spending your birthday with us? Oh my God, that's a oh, yes.
2: I told my wife I've got this thing at nine thirty. Why would you schedule that tonight? It's your birthday. I, said, I don't know. I, I forgot. <laughs> oh I <called>. my God! <laughs> so I, I'm so know, happy Christmas. that I so mean, Happy Birthday! my <laughs> birthday. Who would have thought I'd be celebrating my birthday with the Arkin brothers? I mean, uh, that's probably the furthest thing from my ever. We're
1: ever so honored. But we don't but, We don't uh, want to keep you if you need to go have a, a, a scotch with your wife or yeah.
2: something. <laughs> no, she's watching television. And we had a nice birthday party. The kids came over. My daughter lives nearby. And she brought the two boys who were acting crazy. And uh, oh, right. and Alice made a wonderful uh, chicken uh what was it? Not Parmesan, chicken, uh, ranches, chicken, uh, not, sort of like mushrooms, and what is the other chicken dish? Marsala. Italian chicken dish,
1: marsala.
2: Yeah, chicken marsala. That's what it was. There you go. It was, okay, it was excellent, That a wonderful birthday cake and some lovely presents. So I had my oh. birthday party. So this is oh. just the icing on the on the cake with you guys. Right. This is, well, then let's this get
1: back a, to what you're saying about her turning into a werewolf at the end of the movie, and I beg to differ. She doesn't turn into you a, she, yeah. She turns into sort of like you? a wear Persian cap
0: at the end <laughs> of, kind of it. yeah. It's,
1: little, it's like, it's like <laughs> it's, oh, I'm a nice person, so I look. I know, I'm I turn cute with fangs, and it's very sad when I get shot.
0: I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Like, oh, you,
2: you nailed it. <laughs> um, I,
0: like. My my uh my second my 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 second film in my life was also a werewolf movie, as it turns out. Oh
2: really? Yeah. No, you're kidding?
0: No. Wow. I just think that we I, I was always looking for something to share with you, Jim, in the waiting rooms and stuff. <laughs> and you, you always seem to have your your act together and a great career. And I was like, what can I possibly ever say to Jim that would maybe impress him? And I think I finally did it. That I my second film feature film was also a werewolf movie. Yeah, we have something in common.
2: We do. I'm impressed now. Before that, I was never impressed with with anything you did. I uh, it's a, it's a problem
0: I have with, with I, many people.
2: Now I am. You, you well, won I've, you've won me over.
0: You've given me Why a birthday present.
2: When we were, when we, when we were <laughs> what was that? Give you so birthday, you've given right? me a birthday
0: present on your birthday.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, so okay. okay cool. Seth Michael May says she turned. What, 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 what werewolf movie did you do?
0: Uh, it was a movie what called. Uh, movie did you do? Full Moon High. Full Moon High. That my our brother Adam starred in and played the werewolf in that film. Uh ah. Larry Larry Cohen Larry Cohen comedy. Uh, werewolf oh, really? comedy.
2: Oh, with, with two of the two of the Arkin brothers. And and, uh, my, and our dad has a part in it. Oh, your dad was in
0: it too.
1: I, was, I have been in a werewolf movie also.
2: What? What? I, come out are you serious? The three guys I here? A werewolf,
1: werewolf movie? I was in a uh, werewolf movie called The Curse. Oh, my goodness. Which is oh, about a curse. woman uh, who gets bitten by a werewolf. It's a feminist werewolf movie. She gets bitten by a werewolf. And she turns into a werewolf when she's having her period.
0: Okay.
1: Called The Curse. And the tagline for the movie was, a period piece without the costumes. Oh, God. That (laughs) That was the tagline for the movie. Without
2: the costume? Yeah. Oh, God.
1: I, I, I played the cop. I played one of the two cops hot on her trail. The other cop, my younger partner,
0: falls in love with her. That movie is like you're at the Hyatt oh. Regency by the right. airport, and that is on, and you are so happy that that yeah. film is there for yeah. that yeah. at that time. Right, right.
1: I don't know that it was ever released. I think it may have been shown once at some theater in in Greenwich
0: Village. Well, we all share this amazing thing. Um, but tell, do, can you have any um, any stories about working with with Dante, with Joe Dante? Um, do you do you remember his style of, uh, at all, or did he have one uh, at that time? I know this was very early in his career.
2: It really was early in his career, and there's really nothing remarkable that I can that I can remember. Um, I mean, he he's always a genius. looks. Yes, no question about it. He's a genius, and he was, and he, he knows horror films. He knows that whole genre, inside and out. And he had to do this movie in I don't know 28 days or something like that incredible hold it off hold it right. off and he, he did a hell of a job but it was all about you're here you're there these are your lines Say yeah. them it wasn't a lot of direction going on you know we never yeah. had any rehearsal we just went up there did it and he shot it and we moved on to the next scene did he seem takes.
0: did he seem stressed or or
2: yeah I would say he did at times he did yeah uh, yeah as we got into it I had a sense that he was
0: yeah you know? He seemed stressed in his interviews, so he, he must have been stressed making a second yeah. film.
2: Yeah. He seemed to be constantly thinking. He was always like thinking a step ahead. You know, there was always let's uh-huh. do this and move on. to the next. He was always you could tell he had something else going on while this was happening. Um, I was
0: thinking this time watching it that there was a lot of things that reminded me about a young Scorsese with him. Um they, they kind of have a similar quality. They both talked quickly and they're smallish kind of East coast guys, but um, they're, they they have a similar love of cinema. They love the thing they love about cinema in the same way. It seems like. Yeah. Do you have a uh, favorite? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a real
2: cinephile. There's no question about it. Yeah. And he had a lot of inside jokes in there, like with Corman and, and the, uh, what's his name? The playwright, the screenwriter was also, he played the. Uh,
0: the coroner. He
2: played the coroner. Played the coroner. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. John sales
2: yeah. sales. Yeah. Yeah. He had some, you know, heavyweight people in there, you know, not at the time, but where they went on to do some really sure. great things. Yeah. You know, it's kind of remarkable when you think about it, the people that he had all went on to really achieve a lot in, in film. You show,
0: do you want to show that clip so we can all see that, that you, if you, if you go to that folder, it's in there now, Matt, sure. that same folder I sent you
1: yeah no i i've uh, i've got it upload oh the new f- oh the new clip yeah, yeah. all it's right so i'm gonna awesome. have, it's gonna take a minute for me oh to you got, yeah. Make- yeah okay upload it but then i will show it uh but before i do that or as or as i'm doing that um let me find it uh, there we go um do you have a uh, favorite performance in uh <laughs> <let's stop that. laughs> Uh, favorite performance in the film, aside from Mr. Murtaugh, of course.
0: Are you, are you asking me, or or, or... Both, e- either
1: or both? Favorite performance. Hmm. Hmm. Favorite character performance.
0: I yeah. I have a couple of things to say about it for sure. I mean. I, I mean, we've already mentioned, but I really do think Dee Wallace's work in this is far well, above I, what you what you'd normally see in a in a B horror movie. I just think she's extraordinary in it.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: um, I agree. absolutely. I, I, you know, I've seen it a, a bunch of times, as I said, and and uh, I'm always struck by that. I'm always struck by how how she doesn't have a false moment in it. And it's a completely no. crazy world that she makes. I think it's really her that makes it a real thing, I, you know.
2: I, absolutely, I, I I absolutely agree with that. I, she did an amazing job. She carries the movie without question. I thought McCarthy was good. I thought he did a great job. That's great. Yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. Kevin did, a, Kevin did a terrific job. He really did. Those moments. What the hell's going on here? What what, what is she doing? <laughs> Yeah, you know, he had those lines, but he, boy, he delivered them with such believability. Absolutely. You know, yeah, there's something
1: re- there's something that I think that was so interesting about casting Kevin McCarthy in this movie. If you start thinking about the, if you step back from the the horror aspect of it and start thinking about the themes of the film in terms of cults and and outsiders and that aspect of the film mm. where, because there's this whole there's this whole if, well here let's watch let's watch this clip and then get into the more serious theoretical
2: stuff ready? okay yep ready visitors Eddie please you're going to purchase purchase not leave alone you're be greasy I wonder where they're going to I don't
0: know where they come from but they got to where they're going
2: Okay, mister, it's all yours.
0: Each of us is given a gift
2: the gift of life. Camera two, give me a <laughs> 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 two shot. Ladies need is a good retriever.
0: Incredible. I mean, that's just a taste of the amazing little the moments. The porno of,
2: shop was Dick Miller.
0: That. Uh, no, he's Dick Miller is at the uh, that's the bookshop. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Oh, we can hear you. You can't hear can't us hear now. Hear no, we can hear you. We can hear you fine. Cut off again.
2: Cut off. I'm ah,
0: ah. Ah, bastard! I'm going to take him out and put him back in again. How's that, James? Is that good? is that better? Still nothing.
2: Hello. 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 His mic is fine. fine. I think I've got cut off. I can't hear.
0: Um, do you have his phone, Matthew? Do you want to get out? My I we call? Going? We're going to call you.
2: Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah we, we can hear you. Hear. You're
0: fine. You're fine. But you can't hear
2: us. You guys muted me.
0: No. No. Can you hear me? Yep.
2: <clears throat> <laughs> yeah.
1: We can hear you fine. You oh, can't you can. can't hear us.
2: Right. Yeah. You so the best, the best
1: thing, thing to do when that happens is to leave the screen and then come back. oh Okay. All right.
2: Okay. okay. It said the host. It said the host muted me. But you didn't mute me. I did, like, and then I unmuted. You. Oh. Okay, so I'll leave and come back. Okay,
1: yeah, okay. Um, Dick Miller, the fellow who owns the horror bookstore, Mm -hmm. yeah, is uh, my uh, he's your favorite part in this. Uh, James is still having some technical difficulties, yes, he
0: hasn't left. He's well, kind of, he's kind of left. It's a kind of a spooky. What's happening here is a little spooky, so it's appropriate, I guess, for the Halloween. For
1: Halloween, it's the yeah. Gremlin.
0: We've got Gremlins. We have got Gremlins. Speaking of Dick Miller, yeah, in Gremlins, yeah, in every Joe Dante movie, he's yeah. apparently in every movie that he uh, ever did. He was, he was fantastic. Yeah. But so this thing with this
1: film about the that this is the 1981. Yep. Right. And they, she has all this stuff about you know going up there to the colony, and um, uh, Patrick Mcnee's character is kind of a uh, Patrick McNeese's character is kind yeah. of a uh, a guru. And yep. Can you hear us
2: now, Dame? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, keep going. Okay,
1: great. So Patrick Mcnee's character is is kind of a guru. And then there, there's this thing that at, they talk about. There's that, that moment when she's talking about, I don't want to go, the, the one, uh, your wife, I believe, in the movie, she's talking about, I did Est, I did transactional analysis, I did all this stuff. And th- there was such an explosion at that time of all of those those yeah. different culty things. And mm-hmm. and then this idea of that these people who are in these, here we've got this cult of people who are trying to move within society. It turns out at the end, they're trying to move within society and we, they look just like us. And that was a very body snatchers kind of idea at the end of the movie. When, when D Wallace has to come back and prove that they are moving amongst us. And yeah. so yeah. the the That's way funny the way uh, Kevin McCarthy has to be running around saying they're here, they're here. They're already here. She's the one at the end of this movie taking on that role.
2: That's right. And they dismiss her. They said the lady just turned into a werewolf. That's
1: that's my favorite line. in The movie is it was real. She turned into a werewolf and they shot her. And the guy said, you're plastered. He says, doesn't mean it wasn't real. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah,
2: love right. that. <laughs> it doesn't mean it wasn't real. That is a great line. It very it's great. Full, of,
0: full of great writing. Sales script is so fantastic. I love the line from uh, Kenneth Toby, who's actually I think it's in the clip that I showed where his partners, they're looking out at all the riff riffraff on the streets in this really, you know, the, in the kind of red light district of town and the, they're saying you know boy there's so much flotsam and jetsam floating around tonight and his partner says i wonder where they come from you know i wonder where they're going to and toby says i don't know where they're come where they come from but they got to where they're going yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah that is a great great line that's a great yeah, great line i great forgot, line. That. I forgot yeah. that line. forgot that guy? the guy that plays in the porno shop he was terrific who's that Dick dick miller he's been dick about- miller you
0: mean dick miller plays the guy who runs the bookstore like the the occult bookshop the occult bookstore yeah. yeah there's another yeah. guy that's named he had, um he had funny uh, lines too. eric baja or something played the porno shop owner right but did you did you get to hang out oh, with john sales
2: was- at all did you no i get no to- i didn't no i know he just had the one scene and and um uh, and he showed up once. I wouldn't know. I didn't hang out with him at all. What an he interesting guy
0: to talk to, I bet. Uh, he seems like I'm such sorry. a smart
2: fellow. Oh, yeah. Fairly smart guy. He would have been a great guy to chat with, get to know. There was a guy in there named Noble Willingham. Yeah. I really enjoyed. Funny guy. He reminded me of Wilford Brimley. He was that kind of character.
0: Yeah. He, he Noble did a lot of, of a lot of Westerns, right? a lot of noble of the has, West, yeah, West, noble was Western TV Western. stuff yeah
2: yeah wow. what a sweet guy down to earth guy hey jim how you doing jim how's it going tonight you all right and that's how he was just a real just down to earth guy just a real character wow you know, if you wanted someone like that that's who you'd hire he was just he was perfect
0: you were talking like, about some of the performances uh that we liked i i am a particular fan of um uh what's his name this guy named james mackerel um, who plays the newscaster
2: oh yeah in, I didn't, in this yeah, he was, yeah he was cool. I,
0: I, I actually remembered this moment as a kid. it really hit me as like it was one of the one of the early movies that I saw that I think probably I knew that mom and dad probably wouldn't wanted me to have rented this from Blockbuster you know yeah. if they if they had their choice, they would have probably picked something slightly less violent and you know sexual oh. But um, yeah, but, but accidentally it, rented. I rented it myself, and then I was really aware. I was really aware uh, of all these like these amazing performances as a little kid, and one of them was this what? guy James Mackerel. I have there's a clip that I pulled, Matthew. If you want to play it, I really love this thing. It's uh, it says newscaster. It's Howling Newscaster. Here we go.
1: Weeks ago, when update news reporter Karen White began receiving calls from a mysterious stranger who identified himself only as Eddie, the KDHB news team... No. No. The KDHB news team began working... The KDHB news team began working with local police to link Eddie with a recent string of fake.
2: Hi, Bill. That's a. That's a brave little old girl you got there.
1: Tonight, an act of courage, we here at KDHB are all very proud of. (laughs)
0: That's great stuff. That's a great thing. He yeah. was apparently a real newscaster. He, he plays a yes, newscaster he in Gremlins, also, apparently. And, um, um, oh, he did? Yeah.
2: That was, I, I that don't was know your...
0: how much. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I always thought that was a really funny moment. And like, like, a little elegant push in at the end of that shot. You know, yeah. he just, like, there's so many beautiful filmic details that he has in this film. And that's why I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, I really see a lot of Scorsese and a lot of uh, a lot of De Palma. I feel like they sh- he shares a lot of DNA with them, and and of mm-hmm. course, uh, you know the the score the score for this film is amazing. Uh, yeah, Pino DiNaggio yeah, did great work on it.
2: Yeah, he, I he love the. Of, uh, most, he did most of it in Italy. I think he did all of it in Italy. Yeah,
1: I love the stings on on all the transitions. They have just these big musical stings like. Sping!
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. On a cut. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: and he, Yeah, he had to do a lot of improvising because he said it was a very low-budget movie. <laughs> he wow. would have preferred a full orchestra, but he had to find a lot of ways to improvise and, and make it work.
1: Uh, some great stuff. He did, Are he, you? Did,
2: he did a great job. This is one of the first movies, I think, where they did uh most of the werewolf movies. There was always a single werewolf, you know, Lon Chaney and the werewolf. Here, the first time they've had a community of werewolves. Yeah.
0: That's right, that's a, right
2: made it kind of unique when I had read that werewolf movies were kind of being, you know, being dismissed it was kind of old hat and so they had to do something different with this one and it sure was different. I mean, it was a take of pop culture, it was a contemporary werewolf movie uh, a lot of but the references the references,
1: the references to other werewolf movies and to werewolf lore yeah. There, there's so many um uh a lot of them. the the there's the the Lon Cheney there's two Lon Cheney clips in the movie. There's some of the old cartoon clips of the the cartoon werewolf, and then there's all these little tiny things like you notice, of course, um right after her husband, uh Stone, Chris Stone. Is that a yeah. Christopher Stone? eats yeah. meat for the first time and is no longer a vegetarian. Did you notice what yeah. book he's reading in bed? Yeah,
0: Look Homeward yeah. Angel.
1: You know You Can't Go Home Again.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, yes. By Thomas, by oh, Tom, Tom right. wolf. Cool. and, and Howl.
1: Howl by Ginsberg. Wolf, wolf Chili is in two, a can of Wolf Chili is in two different shots. That's right. That's and then right. right before she throws the acid in his face, the acid is sitting next to a bottle that says
0: "Wolf's Acidosis Treatment." <laughs> right.
2: That it goes deeper than
0: it goes deeper than even that because apparently um, there are seven names in the film, character names that are all the names of directors of horror of uh, werewolf movies from the past.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Wow. Either yeah, yeah either directors or cinematographers or yes. You know, yeah. Oh, yes. that's crazy. yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. But only Joe would know them, but he was paying right. homage, homage yeah. to all of these great yeah. and he I also, was on
1: the, on the production design side, I have to say, I love the fact that there is a uh, monk's scream <laughs> in, right a, in a shrink office. I know. <laughs> like, what psychiatrist is going, like, you go to see your therapist and he has Edvard Monk's the scream on the wall
0: so funny it's like oh yeah so so funny (laughs) not what a
1: shrink would have um marsh's house the first time we see marsh's house it looks like something out of a grimm's fairy tale just the way it's lit the way it's sort of one of those narrow
0: how narrower than it is tall um right well that was that was uh robert robert a burns it was a pretty well-known production designer for horror movies. He did Texas Chainsaw and Hills Have Eyes and Taurus Trap, Reanimator, which is oh incredible. My God. And, and then full, the and full Moon High. Oh, wow.
1: Okay, so you worked with them. Sounds just, just saying. And the production design on the inside of the 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 the, the porn shop on right. Hollywood Boulevard, that is, I have heard, exactly what those places look like. Yes, that and was the actually, real.
2: That was shot a location. That that was one of those places. That yeah, was uh, actually. I, know, I mean, could Yeah, when she had to no. walk down the aisle, look at those pictures, she couldn't look at them. She was just. She was Matthew really can't old. look at those things either. He I
0: can't.
2: Never, ever, never tried for yeah. that. Never they seen that. those little booths. Yeah, you'd pay a quarter. I never went in one, but you know, you'd pay a quarter to go in and <laughs> watch a clip. Another quarter to see the rest of the movie. That, and, but I guess that, that an actual shop there in in, in Hollywood
0: that and, opening uh, that film uh it, it it really hit home as a kid like it really spooked me and it was it's a really genuinely eerie experience the first oh, 10 really minutes
2: three,
0: well you? it came out in 81 so I was probably I guess I was like 13 you know
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah uh, which was yeah, fine was- but but a little young to to I mean it's it, it's it feels like a what oh, I love yeah. about Joe Dante is that stuff has a lot of heart but there are moments where you don't know if you're in safe hands which i love as a horror as a fan of horror movies yeah he always goes a little further than you'd think he's going to in a you know and will show you something that you're not quite prepared for which i admire even in even in there's something kind of family uh friendly about the feeling about some of the films they're not they're not and they 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 lull you into a fake. So even Gremlins has that where it's actually kind of it. It seems like a Christmas family fun adventure sci fi movie, but it's it's actually much meaner than that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is too. this is an adult movie in in every way. And I I was not prepared as a
2: kid. I I loved it, but it freaked me out. I wasn't prepared
1: this afternoon.
2: how about asleep. when she chops off the hand and the hand turns into oh my a, god i mean give me a break with that Yeah, Jesus. yeah.
1: there is one of my favorite moments ever of product placement in this movie however what was I, that well they they do a really nice uh product placement for the mazda and they have this great shot of the pop-up headlights and apparently did you know that the traction on a Mazda is so good, the brakes are so good, that the tires will squeal when it's coming to a stop on grass?
2: No. Really? It's that good.
1: Yeah, because he pulls up to the to the, to the the barn, and he's on grass, and he slams on the brake, comes to a halt, and it goes... It's mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wait a second.
2: I think they added that in there. I think hey, that. Yeah. Whatever, whatever works, man. Definitely
1: added works. It in there, but it's like you're going to give me a squeal of the tires on on the lawn. <laughs> yep.
2: They're going to do that. Yeah, they are going to do that. The, the movie was such a low budget movie that the cinematographer had to buy his own fog machine. Oh, <laughs> just just <laughs> that, that sounds like a line on a Johnny Carson episode. <laughs> that
1: movie. Yeah. was Low budget, I had to buy my own fog
2: machine. My own fog machine. right. You have
1: and a favorite know. shot, Tony?
0: I do. I have a, a clip of it actually. If you wanted to show it, if you all have right. the time, but it, I do. Yeah. If
1: I have the time?
0: Yeah, well, or if James yeah. has the time. I mean, it's his birthday after all. Let me see yeah. what time. I think I have
1: time. I, James can take off whenever he wants if he's sick of us. Okay,
2: we'll play the clip. Let me see. <laughs> see <you. laughs> what is it? A all clip right, Bob. Here we go. Mom. Whatever happened in your own words, nothing news yet. I don't know what happened in there. I don't, I don't remember.
0: that that shot you know starts yeah in the alleyway with the cop cars and the you, you saw what they what he did there right cuz they cut to her with the cop car lights on her and you think she's still in the street but the, the last shot of her they pan off of her and they pan into that room yeah so it's a, it's an absolutely masterful edit and shot um mm-hmm. And then she had to run around behind the camera and jump into the couch and get in get into character as the camera was moving and picks her up there. And then the fact that that's also probably in the same shot that she has this unbelievably dramatic moment, which is a great example of how how much passion she brought to this performance. I mean, it's just really believable. Yeah,
2: but, but she she couldn't have said "silver bullets my ass" the way I did.
0: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> absolutely true absolutely no, true she, you know and she <laughs> my favorite shot Everybody
2: has their thing and that's their thing.
1: <laughs> my favorite <laughs> shot is um the uh end credit burger oh yeah it's which one which one the end credit burger the hamburger at the the last shot in the movie is throwing the burger on the grill and they just show the whole cooking of that hamburger. But there's, I I love the wolf cam. I love the reverse jaws shot in the therapy session where it goes into the wide angle and brings the other people in looking at her Uh and the edit on the exploding car. Is really well. I had to go back and look at that again because the cutting on action in the exploding car moment, when when she and uh, Dennis Dennis. Duggan Dennis Dugan, Dennis Dugan are running from that exploding car, really makes it. The editing is so good that it looks like they get out of the car, run from it, and then it explodes behind them.
2: And it's
1: done so well.
2: It really
1: is. It's. it's I great. mean, I, I, for a moment, I was scared for the actors. Like, oh, they yeah. did. And I, if you watch it a couple of times, you can see where the cut is. But mm-hmm. not when you're, you're sitting in a movie theater watching it once. You Well, do that's, that that's, cut.
0: that's because Joe Dante edited it. And also Mark Goldblatt edited it, who edited the Terminator movies. And so he
1: knew a little bit about Terminator. how to edit things. He knows how to edit some did stuff. did a great job uh, in
0: editing. Dante's everything. no slouch, man. He knows. Yeah. Um. Great. Oh shoot! No. you can't
1: hear us again. Oh
2: God! I'll call in again. Oh, God. I'll
0: uh, the technical difficulties never stop. Text. Um. I think they're
2: deliberately doing this to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we like we like torturing.
0: It's the trick-or-treat episode. Yeah. He gets a little bit of a trick. Yeah. Um, no treat. We've got no treat for him. No. Whoever. Uh, he is wonderful in the movie. I mean, I don't mean to keep on talking about Dee Wallace. It's just that she's, you know, uh, you know, she's amazing. She's, she's like amazing. the greatest scream queen from that whole period. Yeah. I mean, Cujo and this, and I mean, she didn't scream any E.T., but she was great. It's great, great stuff, great no, stuff.
2: No, she did. She was great in Cujo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And E.T. You know, I mean, everybody, everybody just she was like everybody's mom for a while. That was also oh, the she, weird part yeah, about she this.
2: She was. You're right. She was like everybody's mom. You're absolutely. Yeah. Right. Just, just likeable, loving, sweet, nice. Chris Stone That's, passed away in the 90s, I believe. Oh, I didn't
0: know that. OK.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sad. He really said, yeah. um, she was nice. Mm-hmm. I didn't hang out with her much. Our werewolves you... kind of hung out together. Right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, we're all in. <laughs> that's been,
1: what it's always like you're doing a been, Nazi kind of, movie. She was off
2: in her own little world. She kind of just tends to stay in character all the time.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's what it's always like. You're doing a Nazi movie. The Nazis all hang out together. They don't and hang I'm, out with the prison camp people. Yeah.
2: yeah. No, you um, don't do that. It just breaks no. the, the tension. Breaks, it breaks
1: the, the mood. Yeah,
2: it breaks the mood. You start empathizing. You don't want empathy in You don't want to
1: empathize. When you're a werewolf, you don't want to empathize with the people you, you have
2: to. You yeah. don't want to empathize. No. No. You don't, you don't.
0: James, are you are you a horror movie fan? Were you a fan of horror movies before this? Yeah, I did. I used
2: to. Yeah, I remember seeing the the thing back in the fifties. The original. Yeah. Oh, great movie. And, oh, that was a fantastic. Who was the star there? Jim Reed. James
0: Arnett. James, James Arnett. Arnett.
2: James and Burnett, Kenneth, Kenneth Toby. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that movie. So yeah, I, I did like I do I like a good horror movie. Like Get Out yeah. was the one that I loved, you know. Great stuff. Was, yeah. I said, boy, they nailed it with that movie. They really it's, nailed it. It's just like this one, you don't expect it. These are ordinary people. You don't think anything. They're just the average guys and they are fuck they're werewolves for God's sakes. Yeah. You know, that's what makes it the surprise makes it a horror movie as far as, as I'm concerned. And I Sometimes love that they're
0: so, and they're werewolves that have psych that are dealing with psychological trauma, and they're all getting therapy, yeah. which I think is amazing.
2: I think it's hysterical, it's hysterical. They're all <laughs> trying to control their, their you know, that duality that we have in, you know, yes. the versus yeah. people. We all have that in us. And they're yes. trying to sit on it. You, know. you got <laughs> to learn can't. how to
1: fit in. You need to fit in. Yeah, I have yeah.
0: to. I have to I believe that was a John Sales contribution. I would imagine. I don't think that's
2: in the book from which they changed. I think everything
0: apparently.
2: Uh, I I heard that too. Absolutely, total change. I don't think it was in the book. I don't know, but yeah. I, it, it was a just a great I, way to update it. It feels Esalen like there. John Sales to me. Absolutely, I feel the same way. I yeah,
0: agree. like Est Estland, all those places. Yeah.
2: Yeah, excellent. Yeah, it was a real takeoff on that. It was a real. It was just a satire on that whole that whole culture at that time. Yeah, you know, people trying to find themselves and repress certain things and let things out. They were trying to let them out. That, right. You know, that between the two and and it, it lets make them werewolves. You know what? What yeah. urge is more greater than turning into a werewolf? You know, I,
1: I love that aspect of the film.
2: I did too. I just thought that worked. That's what. That's what really. Attracted me to the movie that that part of it. I thought this is so clever, so unusual, so unique, and, and very fun. That's
1: why you decide. That's why you decided to do it.
2: That's why I agreed to do it. I held out for quite <laughs> <Yeah>. a That's is talking
1: that's not how I you know. run my
2: career. My he's my career. Be, he's worried it may I... affect his career. Six months later, I'm off selling hamburgers. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't care about my career. <laughs> I just wanted to work and pay my bills. (laughs) I didn't think about that. Well, this this has been great fun, guys.
0: Great having you on. Happy birthday, Jim. Thank you for being here.
2: Yes. Happy, happy birthday. Blow out your candles, Laura. uh, Yes.
0: And have a slice of cake for
2: us. This is what?
1: Have a slice of cake for us.
2: I will. I wish you were here to share it with me. It was delicious cake, by the way. It was really, really I, I kind of
1: wish I was there, but I'd rather be in the living room than in your bedroom, I think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this has just been a great experience. I really, truly enjoyed it. You guys are terrific, by the way. Really great. Really nice. Uh, well, thank you, really thank you so much
0: for being here. Really great. Happy Halloween, and have a great uh, rest of your birthday. Thank we you love you much. so much in the movie. Thanks so thank much. Uh, thank have you. a good night. Bye. Good night. Thank you too, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. That is great. Oh, great having him on. So oh happy God. that he did that. That was yeah. on his birthday, too. I mean, that's that's uh That's crazy. Who does that? I, I ask want- you, who does that? I wouldn't have done that? I wouldn't have done that for people I really like. <laughs> this guy's amazing. Um I can't say. I mean, I can't tell you how happy I am that you like this movie because oh, I loved I, it. I I um I couldn't tell. Like, I didn't know for sure. I was a little worried. You know. In, in fact, I'm not. I'm not without criticism, though. I have a couple of little moments that maybe you can
1: put into perspective. I
0: I can, I'm sure I can by saying they had 28 days to make it in a million dollars. There you That's go. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but we can't just let them go. No. They're 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 part of it. Yeah, the bad things
1: are part of the goodness. So, here's a couple of things. There's a point in the movie where she's scared and walking through the woods and she hears a voice say I uh, it's not Dee Wallace, it's it's the other the other woman,
0: the the reporter friend. The reporter. That... He,
1: she hears somebody say
0: over here, Terry.
1: And she goes that way.
0: That's when I go the other way. Mm. You're going to have to bring that up with the complaint, with the horror movie complaint office. That's that's in every horror movie. Right.
1: It's like, I'm afraid there might be werewolves here. And a voice says, over here, Terry. Yeah. Oh,
0: I'll walk that yeah. way. Not a terribly believable moment. Okay. But she is a reporter. She's following a lead. So I at least give her that
1: um when when D Wallace Stone who I love in the movie um finds her friend dead with the throat torn out
0: mm.
1: her reaction seems a little mild to me there at first okay seems more like sad that her friend got her throat torn out throat uh-huh. torn out, rather than what I think my reaction would be if i found you with your throat torn out
0: Kind of mu- mildly bemused. <laughs> like, Whoa! My inheritance just got bigger.
1: You know. <laughs> um. um
0: no. Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. And then the last thing is, and again, twenty-eight days, only a million dollars. But at the end of the making love at the by the fire. The sort of whatever rotoscope animation wolf purple moment.
0: Yeah, they they were trying to, um, yeah, that that didn't really work. They had more of that, that, that they tried to do stop motion animation because at the time it was the only way they could get the full figure of a werewolf in the shot. Uh, got and it. So they tried to do some stop motion animation, which didn't really work, but they needed some bridge material. So they threw some of that in there for a couple of the dissolves in the movie. Okay. And it's there. And again, at the near the end of the movie as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it's crazy. Cause it's all of a sudden a totally different style of special effect. And yeah, and- like what, why is that here? But
1: I, I had, I had so much fun watching it and I and I remember um, I remember Adam talking to me about the I want to give you a pe-, before I saw the movie oh so it made an impression yeah. on him too at the time he, okay. about, he did it for you it's like he you know yeah. you're like yeah. that moment he
0: just adored that moment that was uh, Robert Picard- Picardo uh, Robert
1: Picardo who went on yeah. to Star Trek DC TV
0: time thing in a bajillion TV yeah, shows.
1: Bajillion TV things. Um you can't another you know. that we haven't talked about, which I love is well, he didn't get up and walk out on his own. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously,
0: obviously, he did. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Yeah, it really is. You know, I mean, uh, I think you were asking about other parts characters that I particularly liked. Um, uh, Patrick McNee, I think, does a lot. To to lend some gravitas to to this movie and to oh, yeah. that that cult, you know, I think without somebody as interesting and and kind of intense as him, who could be a cult leader? Yeah, he has that quality about him that really feels that kind of magnetic and you know the the paterfamilias, the kind of bigger than life um, voice, hypnotic. You know, he's really really good in it. Uh,
1: There was one other thing that we didn't talk about that I loved and that I noticed through the whole film was uh, the use of shadow, like very stark shadows of people mm -hmm. repeatedly that that there would be a character and a very stark shadow of them against a wall behind them. And the most noticeable one is is the first time we meet Marsha and she's by the fire, there's a moment where, it and it's not a special effect, but somehow the way they had her move, she looks completely normal in the shot, but her shadow looks a little bit like it's transforming mm. into a wolf. And it's not a special effect. It's just sort of a hand puppet thing that they do with, however they had her stand, and this harsh shadow behind her on the cliff the face of the cliff at the beach mm-hmm. looks threatening yeah. throughout the movie they keep having these harsh shadows but it didn't seem like bad lighting it seemed completely purposeful um no i mean it's a
0: lot of that there's there's you know i'm you're really looking at a movie that's it's pretty beautifully made i mean there's a lot of really elegant stuff going on in it um and it was shot by the guy that worked with Dante a lot, you know, um, John Hora, his name, his name is, is he still alive. Yes. Um, and he did gremlins also and the burbs and Inter, and, uh, interspace, all of those were, were Joe Dante movies. But I think like this was a really early movie of John Horas, for instance. And what's amazing about it to me is you've got such a young group of people essentially making this i mean this was early john sales he hadn't become you know the indie giant that he that he was to be at you know joe dante's on his second film um the cinematographer's young every it was a very young group of people and it's so there's so many kind of mature things about it just from a filmmaking standpoint um and they had time for details like those shadows and things you're talking about even though they only had 28 days to make it and they had a, and they had a low budget which let's face it a lot of it went to some of those cameos and and to to the special effects yeah you know they didn't have time for takes for actors on this movie probably so it gives me hope for Earthquake this movie well tell us i mean all right happy halloween birthquake is uh is what you can't just drop that um
1: just, that's i think that's as much as i want to uh, I'll, I'll drop the name the title okay. and the tagline which is don't frack with mother nature but um that's about as far as i think i should go at this point but it's a it's an what what, what well you've read it what would you call it i don't even know what
0: genre to call that adventure horror No, it's, it's, uh, it's, I would call it more, um, disaster horror. It's, it's a, it's a monster movie. (laughs) Okay. Uh, It's a monster movie that I've written. I think it's a monster movie. Yeah. I mean, pretty, pretty squarely a monster movie. In the monster
1: movie category? Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a
1: monster movie.
0: Um, yeah, I believe. Be last, part of it.
1: I, I guess I have trouble saying it because it's the last. Like you know me, <laughs> you,
0: right? you didn't go to you didn't go to like Wesleyan University thinking that you were going to make a monster movie. Well, if somebody called you up and said, "I just read Matthew's script," right? And they're what, like, "What
1: kind of script what is it? Genre is it? What would you say it was?"
0: Yeah, I wouldn't think monster you movie would, would not. Be-
1: Matt, Matt wrote a monster movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It, it's so far out of what I would write that even I didn't know that it was a monster movie. <laughs> That's great. An environmental.
0: Uh, it's a monster movie. It's a monster. It's, monster
1: movie. Movie. it's hey, a kid.
0: Kid, sit down. I'm talking to you. It's Roger Corman for you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
1: it's sort of in the tra- it's a trauma it's in the, tra- more, yeah. in the trauma vein
0: well, yeah. what kind of movie it is It is it it's the kind of movie where i give you two days to make it <laughs> <laughs> yeah really yeah um an interesting side note in 30 um,
1: years two idiots will be staying up
0: late at night on youtube talking, talking about it, it. yes to, to to like three people who
1: are insomniacs. There are eight people. There are eight people here talking, listening to. This. There, I can't
0: see how many people. That's what I'm so happy <laughs> to hear it. How many people? there been there. There are eight people. Um, uh, do you know about the? Do you know about the Howling? Three of them are mom because she just put computers all over the house. It's like a sports bar. <laughs> do you know? Um, have you ever see the Howling Two? no i've missed that do i know do i need to well the byline is your sister is a werewolf <laughs> um but the howling Two is a much is a much maligned film um and i can understand why uh in a way it's not an uh, it's not a honorable sequel to the first one at all oh. it's really not but it is amazing because it because it is and it was also directed by uh the astounding Philippe Mora, who directed Dad, in one of his finest films, The Return of Captain Invincible. The Return of Captain Invincible, which is so, uh, I feel a spectacular movie. Spectacular, but without, without, there is
1: some fun. I mean, Christopher I, I don't, in that
0: movie I, is. I don't. I don't say that with irony. I love that movie. I really do.
1: Christopher Lee singing. I used to know some of the songs from that movie. They've slipped in my mind. There's some great songs in that film. Yeah, yeah, there are. Christopher it's, Lee's song
0: is Priceless. Dr. E. Vincent, e. Price- Vincent Priceless. Vincent Priceless. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Philippe Moore directed the Howling 2. Very worth checking out if, if you want to see like that much more Tommy We so. Level production oh, of the howling, yeah. You're tearing me
1: apart, Lisa.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, man, I don't even know what else to say about it. It's just such a
1: great movie. I think we covered all my all my the smiley faces. We didn't talk the about smiley the faces, so
0: great. That's great. That opening sequence is terrifying, man. Yeah, when she goes into that room with, with a booth with him and he's behind her and he's talking to her, and uh. It, 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 you don't have no idea what's happening, and then they also, you know, you don't get to see a werewolf transform for quite a while. And when was the last time you you waited that long to see something like that, and then it's better than you thought it was going to be? Yeah, like so cool.
1: Yeah, just great stuff. Uh, I'm looking at my notes to see if I have anything that we haven't covered. Um, I think uh the uh. The barn fire, I thought, is a pretty stunning sequence at the end of the movie. Yeah, that that I thought was, thought was spectacular, um, and the howl with the fire behind it, the sequence when there's the bonfire behind that, mm-hmm. is uh, is pretty great. Um, well, I guess that's the Halloween episode. We did it. There it is.
0: Uh, it's been a it's been a total pleasure. It's been great. Uh, yeah. And we it was,
1: made it through without without Adam.
0: It's too bad we missed uh, brother uh, number one. But um, what are you gonna do? Yeah, he's he's uh, busy. He's a busy he's
1: guy. Busy. He's off being fancy. He's working. Yeah, I'm so, not worried. Someday you might be fancy, and it might be just me and Adam. Um, I like the sound of that. Yeah,
0: I mean, I I'd like to be there. If I was fancy, then I could feel fancier than you. I can't feel fancier than you if I'm not there with you. You could it's easy to be fancier than me. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: um, it's so easy to be fancier than me. So next week, the movie from 1982, Wrong Is Right, with the amazing Sean Connery. Le Amazing. George Grizzard. Who I have a story about. Do you? I do. I have a, a George Grizzard story. Robert Can- Conrad, Catherine Ross, G. D. Spradlin.
0: Oh, I love me some GD Spradlin. And JD Spradlin. What? Is it JD or GD? GD. Okay. GD Spradlin. Um John Saxon. Oh, God. John Saxon is the greatest. Henry Silva. Another. This is so good. Uh, Leslie Leslie Nielsen. Robert Weber. I can't
1: wait. Dean Stockwell. Goes on and on. Ron Moody. Wow. And a very young Jennifer Jason Lee. And uh, Anna Paquin uh, is in it. (laughs) She's not. Anna Paquin would be would be uh, pre... Uh, she
0: wasn't born at that point.
1: I don't she think. wasn't born, yeah. But uh, that's an amazing cast, and it's a fun movie. Who uh, directed this film? Who directed Wrong is Right was directed by somebody named Richard Brooks. Wow. Who also wrote the screenplay from the novel by Charles McCrary.
0: Richard Brooks. I can't believe that. Wow, man. Yeah. Richard okay. Brooks this is who, exciting.
1: Who's a talented dude.
0: He's uh he directed In Cold Blood. In Cold Blood he directed Key Largo. No, he he was a writer on it. Oh, he was a writer John, John Houston directed Key Largo. He
1: was a writer on Elmer Gantry too. Indeed. And it says here that he was a writer on Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, but
0: I what did he right. What did he write? I think somebody else wrote that.
1: I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that's it's that's a load of crap. Wrote cat on a
0: hot tin Roo. Pretty sure that's crap. But um, he may
1: have done some rewriting for the screen.
0: Well, I he mean
1: looking for Mr. Goodmore?
0: Yeah. He also directed Cat on a hot tin room. I mean, he directed a lot of these movies. Yeah, he directed so, um
1: What's funny about, yeah, Wrong is Right, Looking for Mr. Goodbar, In Cold Blood, The Professionals, Lord Jim, Sweet Bird of Youth. No, I'm still looking at the, uh, no, I'm looking at the director. Wait, not done it. Director Credits. Yeah, he directed Sweet Bird of Youth. Elmer Gantry he directed, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, The Brothers Karamazov,
0: Blackboard Jungle. Some great stuff. Yeah, I mean, in Cold Blood, that's all you really had to do to yeah. be on the, on the top on the top of the list. But yeah, yeah that's really cool. So, so I, I'm really looking forward
1: to this. That's what we have next week. It's going to be fun, and I think it's uh it's a timely movie about a political film. It's there's politics. Well, it, yeah, it's news news people and politicians. Well, you can't literally. have everything. And an African-American, I'm hoping that it's a very realistic movie because there's an African-American vice president in it. Um, female, a female African-American vice president. Okay. So well, I'm hoping that it's a timely. Uh, who Do we know who plays that, that role? Um, I can find out it's not kamala harris i know that uh, um
0: it is rosalind cash rosalind maybe cash who uh looks like was a network is that true uh
1: she was an omega no, man clue
0: she's an omega man Buckaroo Bonsai. Oh, fantastic. Yep. Yeah. We could get her on the show. People anybody in Buckaroo Bonsai. Buckaroo Bonsai would I be I would talk to them for hours. Yep. Yeah. All right, fantastic. Wrong is right. It can't wait. That's going to be fun. So, we're going to have a good time with that. Have a All safe right. Halloween, sir. Be careful out there. You
1: too. And um I will see you the day after tomorrow. No. Saturday. Saturday. The after the in person. Yes. Yay.
0: All right. Okay.
1: Thanks for watching, everybody. Tune in next week for Wrong is Right.